Welcome back to the Out of Focus uh, podcast. This is your host, Smiley. With me today is Shai. Uh, Van could not be here this week for our normally scheduled Focus Target podcast, so we decided to do an Out of Focus podcast. And uh, today we're going to speak a little bit about uh, gotcha games and the gotcha games we're playing, something that Van uh, is generally has not done a whole lot with in on his end and I don't think is maybe quite as exciting to him when we talk about it during our disc in the drive. And uh, that's really what Shai has been playing a lot. And I've spent quite a bit of my time in gotchas as well. So we thought maybe this would be a cool opportunity kind of flying by the seat of our pants here, do a, an out of focus podcast on that and uh, at least give you guys something for the week. Uh, and then we'll get back to our normally scheduled programming next week. We were planning to do a analysis of the twin movies, the prestige and the illusionist this week. We obviously won't be doing that without van, but uh, something to look forward to for next time. So uh, without any further ado, let's get into some gotcha talk. Shy, what, uh, why don't you get us started? What do you want to bring up? Yeah, so I thought um, something happened in War of the Visions recently, the game that I got to game I've been playing recently that I thought I would run by you and get your kind of opinion about. And I think could also generate kind of a larger conversation about um, gotcha companies' responsibility versus <laughs> like gotcha player rights. And so let me let me throw this at you and take maybe just a couple minutes to kind of set the stage. Um, okay. So, in War of the Visions, Japan just had their one-year anniversary. And it's, you know, I mean, the one-year anniversary for a game is always a big deal, right? I mean, normally, even half anniversary is a big deal. War especially, of Visions... I feel like in Japanese games, especially, like maybe more so than here. So if you're somebody who's only played like American-based games, maybe you're not quite sure. But almost every Japanese game or Japanese-based game I've played, like the anniversaries are a much bigger deal than I really thought. Like they tend to really make a big deal out of it and... So yes, please continue. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say even the six month anniversary was a big deal, which we just had in global a month or two ago. They had a bunch of events going on and, and free stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Japan, they had a, it was a really big deal. They announced a bunch of big things, Final Fantasy X collaboration. They released the next kind of level right. increase. They um, Some different stuff. But so one of the things they had was they had a paid uh, 10 UR banner. <laughs> so it was like a 2000 paid Vizior, but you got all 10 uh, polls were UR units. And so like, it was kind of a no brainer for a lot of players who are even, you know, light spenders in the game. They're like, why not drop the $30? Much better value than you're ever going to get. Yeah. For 10 URs. Well, what happened was within like 20, probably less than 24 hours, within a number of hours, people started noticing within their guilds and their friends that they were getting duplicate results that the 10 they dropped pulled were like the exact same 10 that their friend pulled but also in the exact same order and so that people started posting online i don't know if japan uses reddit as much or if they were using a different site but they started posting the results online and eventually someone in japan um um collated this list um that showed um like i think and i don't so some of this is going to be a little bit um i don't have like hard concrete facts and i could have probably done a little bit more research on this so i apologize for that but it was something to the extent of maybe like eight or ten sets that basically right. everybody that pulled on it got you one got of those like sets. One, like it was and, a pre, it wasn't a true random. Tempo. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to lead in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so there was, there was quite a bit of outcry from the player base. Um, almost, I think it was within a matter of hours because apparently it was, the banner was pulled <laughs> um, in Japan and also nobody could pull on it. Um, and within a day, I think it was returned. Everybody who spent money on it, like paid Vizier, was refunded their paid Vizier. And then like there were new, like free banners 
released for all the players to pull on as compensation. And they made an official announcement. The company gummy made. I don't know if it's gummy in Japan. Maybe it's Alum. I, I think I think the company's named Alum in Japan. Um, but they made an official announcement saying we there was an error with because they just had released the 3.0 version update. They're like there was an error with the code and the 3.0 update with this specific banner. Um, we fixed it now. Um, we apologize. Here's some compensation. Um, you know, go on. So there was frustration from the japan player base there was there were i watched a couple of youtubers in japan and they talked about just like trust and like you know when something this happens like you know like it kind of like how you know do players expect that maybe what are all the rates on the banners like and what you know like how do you kind of rebuild some of that trust and, and just giving people shiny things does that make up for it or do you need more transparency so this was something that happened in japan like so that was um our six that was probably just a couple months ago that was maybe like a month or two ago um all right, so um, in global, like um, I, I, I should have gotten my dates my dates clear, but just within the last month, I think it was actually just a few weeks ago. Um, and I'm trying to remember what this was a part of. I, I think this was tied in somehow to the to the leading up to the Final Fantasy IV. It was either wrapping up this the six month the six month anniversary, the half anniversary, um, or it was leading up to the four collaboration. But they so global got a four UR unit banner paid. And I don't know if it's just, so a lot of globalers watch Japanese YouTubers or like, especially the more hardcore players are keeping up on the news from Japan. Like, you know this, and I think we talked yep. about this before about Defu, like there's an aspect of like having, having, um, future part, site. yeah, foresight, future site, you know, know what's coming up and planning accordingly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, people start pulling on it and, and almost immediately people started noticing some patterns. Now, um, a popular global YouTuber had like posted his polls or made a video where he showed his polls. And then someone like watched that YouTube video and said, Oh, I got the exact same poll. And that was only four UR units. It wasn't 10. So, but they were the same units in the same spots, which seemed kind of fishy. Uh, people were statistic like they had some like uh, you know the other thing about you like game any kind of gaming we we both know is that all kinds of professions or interests that people have play these games right so you have engineers yep. you have mathematicians maybe so I think some people with more mathematical proficiency in some of these guilds are trying to run like statistical num- probability numbers of like what what's the probability of having right. in a ten pool the exact same units out of a certain pool in the exact same spots and it was pretty low. Um, now they started gathering some. You know, so they're, they're, I think already with have what happened in Japan <laughs> with this like issue that happened, the global was already kind of on edge having seen this. And so they started immediately gathering some data. I think they gathered about several hundred results and they didn't, the thing was, I don't think they ever got it down to like eight or 10 sets of four poles. They did find a couple duplicates and a couple maybe triplicates, but so it looked a little fishy. It didn't look as maybe strongly um, right. fishy as Japan. But, but the thing was people started just kind of getting up in arms about it. Reddit was like, you know, you start having threads on Reddit about rigged poll, you know, in 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 War of the Visions. People were, were like demanding an official response from Gummy. People were um people were um you know we're not gonna spend don't spend money on this game anymore. We can't trust them until they tell us what's going on. And so um Gummy did not make an initial reaction, like unlike in Japan, where like within that day they pulled it down. There was none of that. Um, and so people were kind of like, what's taking so long? Why aren't they doing anything? Um, and then within it was just within a few days, they made an official <laughs> announcement in notice in the notices section of the game, which is not super obvious, saying it was working as intended. And then they made a post on Facebook as well. And so there was just a lot of people that were up in arms about this. And so um one one theory that's been raised 
um, and I, this is part of what I wanted to talk to you about. There were two, there were two things specifically, and, and maybe more, there were, there were maybe three kind of things I wanted to kind of talk to you about, get your thoughts on. Um, one theory that was raised, another guy, another uh, math, I think someone who works actually in gotcha games to a certain extent, or works at least with random, like our random number generators in programming, he made a video, he thought about it a lot and looked at like the results. And he made a video talking about the idea, the idea that I guess in coding, there really is no, and you may have experienced this before with some of your game design stuff. There's but, like, there's, a random number. Yeah, you can't actually create a true, and like maybe one day we'll be able to, but like right now you can't create that. And so it looked like the way that, the way, and this has become very popular now in, in the community and, and Gummy still hasn't said whether or not this is how it works. But the idea that really when we're pulling in War of the Visions, and, and maybe this is how other games work as well, that we're really like almost pulling, like our pull is almost like a trading pack, basically. And they would talk about that, like almost like you're pulling this like 10 pack, like think of it as like a prepackaged pack, where like the results are probably already really decided at the point of pull. Like it's not like every single time, like like it's the, I think, and like people who aren't right. familiar with gotchas, basically normally what happens is when you do a, a, a multi-pull, like you have like 10 objects of some kind, like on the screen and as you click, they reveal. And there's kind of like this anticipation of like, oh, well, I get a good unit. Well, I get a bad unit. Sometimes they have different coloring. Like it can be, you know, um, it really feeds into the kind of like the gambling <laughs> idea um, to, to, to be fully honest. But uh, um, so he talked about the idea of trading packs and that's kind of like, it seems to be the idea that the community has kind of settled on at this point. Like I said, Gummy hasn't confirmed that, but it seems to make sense that that maybe that is how, based on how this banner works and how Gummy said things are working as intended, that maybe like when you pull in Wotiv, um, um, you pull in like a trading pack style. So um, I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. From That was one thing I wanted to talk to you about. Like I'd never, this is the most I've ever seen people get into the weeds about how pulls work in any gotcha I've played. Now I don't, I'm not like a super seasoned gotcha player, but I've been playing gotcha games on and off for the last few years. Um, I've never seen, I never saw any conversations like this in Defoo. I never saw any conversations like this in, uh, in other games I played. Like in your mind, like if, if you were playing a gotcha game and you had, you knew, like once again, we don't know in Wotiv that like when you did a multi-pool, you didn't have a chance of getting 10 URs. <laughs> like maybe you were guaranteed three URs, you know, like whatever, like you think of like magic, the gathering trading card packs or whatever, however, like that there were predetermined rates that there was a certain amount you could get from that. You couldn't get some like perfect pull. Like how would that impact your perception? Would that, would that like, would you be up in arms about that? Would you? The, the area where it becomes troublesome is when, when you're pulling, you're doing a 10 pull with some kind of benefit, right? It's saying if you pull 10 mm -hmm. at a time, we'll throw in something free for you. But the, the, the place where they could get into a little trouble is that is if, if it would be possible, however unlikely, that if you did single pulls 10 consecutive times, you could get 10 URs. But then you're saying, if you do a 10 pull, you can't. That's a little bit, that's very misleading, right? That's, that's, that's a different max, like a different ceiling of an outcome, mm. and regardless of how unlikely it is. But I mean, we saw stuff like that. I, I you know, I didn't play, um, I didn't play War of the Visions long enough to really have that much experience. But I definitely played Record Keeper and did enough pulls in Record mm. Keeper. And like you would always see every every once in a <laughs> while, you'd see on Reddit somebody would post like they got like nine, you know, rainbow orbs out of out of eleven, and you're just like. Oh my God. So like you, it definitely could happen 
in that game. And like, I, I think the most I ever saw was like five or six on a normal pull, which was incredibly, incredibly rare for like all the pulls I did in that game. Uh, but like you, you, there was visual evidence that could be done now, just because to be fair, just because these things are done in packs doesn't mean it, you couldn't still get 11 or 10 or whatever the maximum number of you are. Yeah. It may be that there is one possible pack in the field of however many millions of potential setups they have. That is, you know, all you are. It's like, you don't like, unless you can see the table that has the possible values, you can never know whether it's there. And I, I think that, I mean, the rates they post, you know, it, I don't think there's any rates around the guarantees of, how many URs you get, right? No, people, no. And, and and so that's why it upsets people, right? Because we do our own math. We yeah. say on a single pull, if I have a 10% chance of getting this, I know that on a 10 pull, I can do the math and say, I actually have an X amount chance of getting this many, an X amount chance of getting this many, you know? And so if that ends up not being true, um, that that's that's something that's concerning. But again, just because it's done in packs doesn't mean that that math doesn't still hold up. Yeah. It might be that in the, you know, if you have like just taking very simple numbers, right? Like if you have a hundred possible packs that somebody could pull, as long as mathematically 14.6% of them have two URs and 16% have one UR, you know, like you could still have the number of packs have the right percentages so that it still comes out to be the exact same. It's just a matter of the process of getting it to you. In which case, then there really is no difference. And it's like, it's like saying, okay, well, you prepackaged my 10 random ones, but it's, you know, it's just a matter of perception, I guess. Yeah. I think, and that's what this one guy who made the video that talking about the packs as we talked about is that like across all the packs, the rates aren't misadvertised. Like right. they you would, it's still the same yeah. rates of getting a UR. It's just a, not the way you think that the right. that the polls are going. And then also, I think it's, I think what riles people is the idea that like that idea of like almost like a fate, like that their polls are being manipulated or predetermined yes. by someone. Where it's like, I don't know. And that's why I was curious what you thought. Like in my mind, like it hasn't really affected my view of the game because like when I'm pulling, each when each thing is revealed, it's still new to me. Like, I don't know what's coming. I mean, who knows what kind of pack I got, you know, like, I don't, I don't know how that's Again, I mean, you out. could make the analogy to say, if you, you know, it, it's like saying, okay, there's a barrel of a thousand items and you get to pull out 10 or there's a barrel of a thousand items and 10 are pulled into a box and then you get the whole box. Is that different? Yeah. Not really. Like, yeah. like you said, maybe the, it changes the way you think about it. It maybe feels mm. different, but ultimately it's not different from a, you still assuming that that box contains that you had an equal chance to get anything out of that 10,000 into that box. Right. Like, yeah. So it's, it's an interesting, it's, it's always a different thing, you know, and people get very, you know, it's partially, I think, because gotcha rates are so obscene, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, these games have basically across the board, come out and said, we value a random 10 pull or, or one, whatever one pull is. We value that of about 30 real life dollars across most games. That's yeah. kind of the average rate of a gotcha pull, which like nobody agrees that there's any value to that. Like that's insane to throw down 30 bucks for a random mm -hmm. chance to, to maybe get nothing for a random chance to get something like 
that's like like vegas would take that to the bank you know like they can't believe that gotcha gets these kind of rates um that people will pay that and so i think that makes people a little bit sensitive that like you're already being told that what you're rolling on here is worth so much is worth 30 bucks like that's a lot of money for for something like that and then when it's reminds me of a term the um like the appearance of impropriety or the perception of impropriety, right? Mm -hmm. That like, it doesn't actually matter whether it's fair or not. If people feel like it's unfair, if it seems dirty to them, like that's going to get them riled up, especially for something like this. Well, and this leads into my next, the thing that I wanted to talk about that I feel like we okay. could probably fill the rest of the time of maybe our kind of like talking about this versus like actually getting into game talk. But uh, so that's the other thing that kind of came out of this was people, there were two things I really was interested in that I want to discuss with you. So one thing, let me talk to you about the first thing. Well, I'll bundle these up and we'll kind of have a larger conversation about both at the point. So one thing that really surprised me, and I, I'd never seen this either before, because I feel like the games we've played, I guess have been pretty well managed. Like I think of like Record Keeper, I think of um, Defu. like I don't remember any like major snafus. Like maybe there were like some outages, maybe there were like, you know, obviously they had maintenance and stuff like that. And they would give like compensation based on like different things. Like, like you know, they give you some gems or whatever, if like they were out on maintenance, but like, like um i've now played like now i'm playing this game i'm playing another uh, gotcha on the side called exos heroes where like they've had significant issues with banners actually in the last like month and they've like with the jp they actually refunded you know the visu the paid vis the paid gems and then in this exos heroes game that i play as well something just happened where they had apparently bad rates on a banner and they're refunding everybody that 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 spent on it they're refunding them yeah. and the thing is what i've found out with woda is when people started thinking that the global version was the banner was rigged people started spending on it expecting yes. they would get compensation and that yes. kind of boggled my mind until this is funny you know i was like what are they doing and then in this other game the thing was i'd already spent on the banner that like they ended up they said they would compensate on but I, I didn't realize that like that that was how it works so i remember like seeing that i'm like oh man i wonder if i spent more on it if i get some back and then it's like wait i'm catching myself like i'm in this like weird entitlement mindset like and that's because because honestly like looking at it from the side it it, it bothered me like it bothered me that like um when people realize there was something wrong they're like i'm going to capitalize on this error versus but obviously like i felt I, I i suffer from that as well whether that's human nature or not um but i, I didn't feel like i'd ever seen that before and i wanted and i think that led to outrage so people who like probably spent on the spanner they probably wouldn't have spent on it thinking they were going to get that month that that paid resource back and they didn't i think that led to like just anger of like why now i'm out because i expected to get refunded by by banking on your mistake um so that so i think like I, well, part of this is where i want to get into is like it like kind of like in player entitlement and i think that was a big sign to me of like just how potentially entitled the players of this game were acting in some cases versus like corporate responsibility and transparency. I think that, so then the other thing that a lot of players are up in arms about, which I think is more of a legitimate concern, I think leads into what you were saying about perceived, um, like perceived fairness, perceived um, right action was the idea that gummy is not really well known for being a, like a, a specifically maybe a, a player friendly company. They've got a um, reputation. They have a reputation of being of maybe Maybe, trying to get away with some stuff and like trying to really milk the player base and so i think people meet that's another reason why people kind of jumped on this was like the idea that this isn't an error they have you know are all banners in the past suspect now can we trust gummy and and the idea was that you know in retail 
I mean, I, I worked retail growing up. I don't know if you ever worked, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, if you ever worked retail, but there's a saying in retail, you know, the customer's always right. And so you always like go the extra step for the customer. You don't make the customer try to like defend themselves. Maybe in extreme cases you do, but like you always try to make the customer feel valued and you want their business. And so I think people, a lot of people were like, just refund the, you know, the damn currency and, and make, you know, at least appease your player base. And like, people will be less in arms about it, you know, kind of like, but feeding into that kind of entitlement mindset. And like, I remember like kind of standing back from this thing, like as soon as like, I don't know. As soon as the company starts making concessions of like, if the player base gets mad, we're just going to bend over and like, you know, give free stuff out. Like, I feel like that's a weird, I mean, that's potentially a bad, um, what's the word I'm thinking? I'm trying to think of uh, precedent. precedent. Yeah. Weird, bad precedent to set sometimes. Like I'm not saying once again, like we just talked about, you know, the money, the resource rate and lies gotcha games. It's not like these companies are really hurting, you know, like not that they couldn't be more generous or give back more to the customers. So that may not be the best argument. So I'd just be curious in, in your thoughts about that. Like just um, maybe your own experiences, of some of your gotchas of maybe seeing player entitlement or like what your thoughts are about like, how, how does a gotcha company, how are they responsible to the player base and like kind of that tension between, making their customers feel valued while also not giving in to just it's it's definitely a fine line to walk because especially in our current age our current day and age like everybody's upset about something all the time like there's there's that idea that you can never please everyone and that has never been more true especially with online communities and these type of gaming communities like you know people are gonna be up in arms about something no matter what you do and so there's definitely a point where like you got to walk that line where like you don't you know if you've got a reputation you don't want to make it worse you don't want to get a reputation for being you know you know because it does follow you around i mean like we think about you know companies like ea that we that we always kind of trash on and it's like we've talked about like we've played a lot of good games by ea we've enjoyed many games by them but like they've got a reputation that even people who don't really know them that well know that they like you know there's a connotation now that they that they probably will have a hard time shaking and so you don't want to get into that realm you know but on the other side you're absolutely right i mean game players are so entitled it's terrible and like every game i've ever played has been like this way if there's an emergency maiden this is the certain verse go down or something like you automatically see all over twitter and reddit <laughs> oh apology mithril incoming apology gems come on we want that apology like you know like it's a hundred percent time it, it does i understand what you mean because it it always does make me feel a little squeamish when i see that i'm like it's like have a little class, all right? We all know they're going to give apology gems when they screw something up, but like, don't be a dick about it, right? Don't put your hand out like like you deserve something. <clears throat> like you were so inconvenienced, you couldn't play your game for a couple hours. Yeah. Like, get, get come on, man. Like, like, but that's the world we live in, right? And mm -hmm. so, so it is. It's a give and take. It's 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 one of those things where most companies, I think, do try to make good on things. And you know, in I think it's a little bit different in Japan, especially than here. The laws around gotcha and gambling are much different in Japan and a lot of these Asian companies. That's uh, countries. That's why a lot of the like a lot of for a long time they didn't even have to post the rates here in in America. They did in Japan, and so. You know, I think of the biggest scandal that I've ever been part of a game that I've played was with Record Keeper. So way back in the day in Record Keeper, there was a, a banner in Japan that was touted and was people were looking forward to it for months because it was so good. It was the Ramza banner from Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, it had it had uh, the shout 
uh, you may remember because you played back then had shot which Useful was like forever <laughs> an indispensable tool especially yeah. at that point in the game that was that was the relic that i when i got it carried me for months it was so so good and everybody was incredibly excited about it. and in japan they have posted gotcha rates and so everybody kind of knew and and you, just like what you were saying with war of the visions people did their own math and and like this was a thing that they used to every every uh banner is there's threads post your results mm -hmm. tell us what you got and people would compile that and kind of and could kind of see for the most part that the the numbers that people reported for the most part matched up with the posted japanese rates and like you know there's always going to be some confirmation bias you know usually people are more likely to post if they actually got something so the numbers were a little bit inflated whatever but um, you know, it was kind of balanced out by a lot of times people who didn't get anything. I was going to say, it's like, it's, post, like the, you know, it's the best and the worst for the, the ones best who and the worst. And a lot of the I got three shinies, I got zero. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly true. But so for, for months, they were able to, to follow the data and it matched up very well. So they had a, a long um, run of, of being able to tie this out. Well, when we finally get to the Rams banner, the they do the same things and people are reporting that boy, the numbers just don't seem to be as high as we would expect. And over time they built these numbers up and they built a very strong case that the rates had been lowered for this particular banner. And so this, I'm going to turn the question back on you. If you know, these rates were not posted anywhere on the site, right? They were posted for the Japanese banner, but they they the oh, they don't because oh, they don't Fantasy, have to because they don't have to post they don't have at this time this was this was a couple years ago they didn't have to post in the u.s and they always said they were very very clear anytime anyone ever asked the japanese version and the global version are different games 100 yeah. different games they may follow each other that's yeah. happenstance they're different games and so people flipped out about this and understandably so right this was a banner that people have yeah. been saving on they were way coming up and it felt like they pulled the rug out for them under them and said we're going to make this harder for you guys to get this item that everybody wants so that you'll have to pay more to get it yeah and so you know on one hand that obviously seems that makes you feel really bad as a player yeah. it's like you it may it feels like you're taking advantage of us like well, you, yeah, you, you know are. that you we're are. hyped up yeah. for this and you're making it harder yeah. on the other hand they never guaranteed anything about this. They have yeah. the right to set their rates at whatever they want. There's no God. Like we as players don't have a God given right yeah. to a certain rate. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't like you couldn't get the items. It wasn't something where like, Oh, these items don't actually show up. It's like, I mean, I was able to pull one. It took me like 14 pulls or something, but I got one. Yeah. So like they were there. And so, but that was like a, just a huge, huge deal in, in the community. And like, I know, I know there's a lot of people who at least professed, to quit because of it yeah. because like you said they feel like well you know you can't trust anything they're doing they're obviously you know if the if the most Im impactful things they're gonna drop the rates on us all the time like that you're stacking the deck against us at that point so what do you think about that about that situation um really quickly sorry i'm gonna jump i'll jump yeah. into that but i remembered what the four you are banner and war the visions was tied to it was tied to black yeah. friday actually um uh -oh. that's why it was it was a black friday deal but uh yeah i don't know I'm trying to remember when I started record keeper, I'm wondering, I'm trying to figure out if they had started posting rates or not. Cause I'm trying to remember like, and when I just play soccer spirits, I'm you trying were, to remember if I you remember were definitely like, after that, you didn't play when that banner was out. No, back, no, 
that was Tank and myself and Kevin Yuck only played back yeah. then. And then when I started playing, I never got Shout, and I always had to rely on Shout, Shout allies, and it was super <laughs> depressing. Um, but uh, part of me is like, would I like would I want to like it? Would, like knowing now that like we have rates, even though they're abysmal rates. Like, would you ever want to pull in a game uh, like use currency when you don't know the rates? Like, that seems really depressing, honestly, to think about. And I think you're right. I, that's where I rail against is the idea that, like, I feel like to a certain extent, the company doesn't owe the player anything. I feel like the, what the company owes the player isn't that they don't owe the player the re, what what they the company it's it's beholden to them to be as generous as they can be to retain the players. You know, like they they want to keep business and that's why they aren't that's why they aren't just completely scummy because they have to have some goodwill they have to have some generosity they have to have some you know carrot on you know on the stick some bait on the hook for the player to keep playing to keep spending um that seems really cynical for a guy who plays gotcha games but i feel like this is real as realistic so i don't this is how it is i I don't think that like maybe the the company was yeah that's not how it is just in gotcha games that's that's yeah you know real life capitalism capitalism. everywhere you go yeah and so um I don't think the company was in the wrong. I do think that's disappointing. I think that especially with sure. global having had evidence, like evidence of a consistent pull rate up until that banner, that's pretty disappointing. And honestly, like if I'd been playing and if I'd been super invested in the game and and I think to be perfectly honest, if I'd burned all my resources on that banner and didn't get shout, I probably would have heavily considered quitting. Now, if I'd burnt yeah. one pull on that banner and gotten shout, I've been like, oh man, well, too bad for your reduced rates, guys. Right. Like, I got what I wanted. Like, well, as, as far as I know, they never acknowledged it. They yeah. they came out and they said, you know, we 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 don't see a problem here. It's working as intended. You know, maybe maybe you just you know RNG is RNG basically. Your results like, you don't have a large enough sample size or right. Yeah. And everyone's like, ah, uh, is that interesting? Because we always yeah. have. Yeah. But you know, like I, they never like you know did anything to make it right. And like I think that banner was a. Like I remember somebody showing that like, cause record keeper has never been that popular of a game. It was kind of a, usually pretty low on like the, the top, you know, you go to like Google or, or the, yeah. the Apple store and see top grossing games. And usually it was like in the, if it even made the list, it was very low, but like there were certain times when it would spike up, you know, mm-hmm. big banners, it would get spikes. And like, I believe somebody showed that, that it like moved into like top five yeah. that weekend in spending because so many people put down on it so I, think, so I think the thing is to be in that top 100 list though means that you're doing pretty well so i think record keeper did do pretty well for a while you know well, sure, sure. That, i'm not not to say they they were bad but just yeah. like they weren't like the the top game you know they weren't the top 10. <laughs> oh my god does that game really make money i don't know they uh, must uh, if they, they if must, they have money yeah. to market spend the money much. yeah oh um so i know we probably want to move into more of a conversation about what we're doing in our games here but i wondered like i just wanted like i think everything we've led up to i wanted to um, just touch briefly on that idea of like perceived value in games because there's something mm-hmm. i've been thinking about recently because i've actually spent some more money in war of the visions recently as well as this other gotcha game i've been playing because of having more guaranteed results and i wondered like when i was doing it i was thinking like have i been conditioned to think of what a bad value thirty dollars for a multiple <laughs> is, that when I see a better value, I'm like, oh man, I'm I don't mind spending money on right. that. That's so an like, interesting idea. So it? like a good like a good example in this other gotcha game of playing Exodus Heroes, they had like a pass for the last month, and like you just play throughout the the month, you got some additional rewards in the game, but then if you finish the pass, you got a guaranteed choice of the best heroes in the game. 
like the mm-hmm. six star heroes and you could pick. And so there's one I wanted and I'm like, yeah, for, for I was like for $30, I could get a random one time pull in another game for like probably nothing, or I could actually pick the best hero in the game that I want. Sure. Yeah. And like to me, that seemed like a really good value. And it, I think in gotcha games, that actually is a really good value like per se. And then, um, and one of the visions, they just had black Friday and I had some good, some good deals. And I spent some more money because like there were like guaranteed like materials and some different stuff that like either guaranteed charge for characters that you knew that you could like power up stuff like that. Um, but like I said, in the all along, I'm like, is, have I like come to expect so little from gotcha games that when they have deals, um, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't mind spending money on that. And I don't, I was curious about your thoughts on that. I know that like you and I both like with record keeper, we both spent, you know, we bought at least a couple multis, if not more. Um, and normally they were very sad results for dropping like $30 for like a chance at something. Like it was, I, I would never, I mean, those are the worst, some of the worst money monetary investments I think I ever made were in record keeper just because of like, yeah, just what you got for what you spent. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, yeah, it's true. I mean, I think about all the games I've bought on like steam that then i never really played more than a little bit but like the thing is i still have those games <laughs> like i can go play them now and get some more value out of them if i really wanted to um yeah i agree that as far as as far as what that uh, what you just said that's that's just the truth um yeah no i think it's the long con right it's the long con of gotcha to show like to get you to feel the pain of the rng when you pull and pull and pull and don't get what you want and then to hit you with well hey here's a select banner where you get to choose who you want and you're like oh well i can't get that every day (laughs) and that's absolutely true i mean i got to the point in record keeper kind of during the last year or two that i was playing that that's all i spent money on i did not i i got to the point where i was like i'm never gonna pay for a chance like Mm -hmm. that's just that's just like you said it's just too bad of a value and it feels too crushing when you just flush 30 dollars down the toilet to get you know zero you know not get what you want um, but they would frequently on the festivals do a, the same thing. They do a half price, real money only uh, select banner where you could select from a, from sometimes from a curated list, sometimes from a wider list. Um, but like those were the ones that I tend to do. And when I p- paid for stuff on Record Keeper uh, for a long time, that's all I would do. Because mm. like you said, like they, they, they definitely kind of condition you that way. Um, yeah. You know, and I've gotten to the point where I don't play as much gotcha games as I used to. I haven't played Record Keeper in a long time. The only game I'm really playing is Defu, which is, it's barely even a gotcha game. Like I haven't had, like I've had, I've, I've, I've been so stacked with resources. I have not, I've never been at a point where I was like, oh my God, I need to pay real money to get something. Like, cause I've always had the in-game currency. Like it's yeah. such a generous game, but like, for that game i like i bought a costume the other day just to like support him <laughs> yeah so i was like oh, i don't i don't want to look at kuja's cod piece like i'm gonna get his his alternate costume <laughs> and uh uh you know be- just because because they are so like it's funny how like the more generous a game is sometimes i think it does lead to that more there's people who pay because they're like i feel like i get so much value out of this that like I feel bad for not paying anything mm-hmm. and I do want to support you. Whereas like I would never have done that in like Record Keeper. Like I would never have done a pull like just because like, oh, I love this game so much. Like I just want to <laughs> give you some money. Like they got their fucking money out of me. They got more than their than than like they were on the right side of that equation. I was not. So yeah. 
Well, and one one more thought. One thing with with Dufu, and I think I'm correct in this, but you do pay for the Mog Pass, right? So you you, you, pay, you yes. pay some money for a quality of life feature, basically in the game. I do. And I think that'd be interesting to. Not that I want to take a lot more time with the overarching conversation, but like I know, like right now in War of the Visions, they have some quality of life, like a similar system. So like they actually have released since you and another friend of ours, Tengen, quit. They have like a um, they have some different like week long passes you can buy that are like um, like crafting rate boosts or like mm-hmm. JP rate boosts or like just like things to help power you up faster. And I remember looking right. at looking at those initially being like, man, what a like what a scam. Like they basically have made these really hard systems. Now they're like, but you can pay us to make them easier. But Absolutely. what I've seen a lot of people talk about more of the visions, what they'll do is they'll like farm like for a couple of months, like gear recipes and stuff like that and not craft them. And then they'll yeah. buy like the equipment crafting boost for like one week and then just like craft everything in like one right. shot. And like, get your most value I don't know. Here. I mean, like, yeah. I think that I wonder if that's like more of a future in gotcha games, if there as maybe, maybe especially in global, I don't know if this is a thing in Japan, but like I know the Mog Pass was in Japan, right? So that that is a thing across both both. I don't know about um, the the boosts and and World Divisions, but like maybe if players are, it's becoming apparent that players are sick of like the high cost random, um, make you know pull like co- like for paying a lot for random pulls. Maybe they're going to start implementing more like gated quality of life st- life stuff, like pay a smaller amounts to like make the game easier or stuff like that. Which yeah, I don't know speed how. Things I, up. I mean. I don't know. I guess it depends once again how much goodwill you have towards the game. Once again, for you, I'm sure like the Mog Pass is a way to once again support the game because you're getting yeah. a lot of enjoyment and fun out of it. And I, I've been enjoying War of the Visions a lot. So if I bought something like that, it would be for the same purpose. But if someone feels like they have to to keep up or like, you know, I don't know, that could definitely be some negative. Yeah, um, I would say, uh, do we want to talk a little bit about um, just what what we are pl- like, how the game, how the actual games are going? Yeah, that playing. that's what I was interested in doing. Like- yeah seems like you're still back into the fold with war of the visions um have you enjoyed the final fantasy 4 characters no um so this is the thing so i don't i love the music i love so for those those who's watching four has great um, music man that login screen like it's funny like and we've talked about this like rec like defu really led to me wanting to play more final fantasy games and i didn't really ever you know capitalize off that i did pick up some of the 13 games but once again didn't get very far in them i just don't like non-turn-based um gameplay um but uh um sorry so four for there's a four collab going on right now and i just i haven't played four so i have no interest and the thing with four is um kane is considered like one of the best units in the game for quite some time like he is like meta defining apparently especially because the demon wall esper launched as part of the collab as well and like it powers him up and like the two of them combined like apparently in japan four months from now he's still considered annoying he's like in pvp he's just a beast he's (laughs) because he's got paladin sub jobs so he can get the guts ability so not only is he a strong attacker but he can also normally take a take a death if you're subbing paladin which most people do so like a lot of dps don't have that ability you know like you kill Mm -hmm. them they're dead but like he can take a fatal blow probably then kill you (laughs) after you've basically killed him but not really and then you lose um so um one thing, and I think you and Tengen knew this about me, but I don't really play the game meta. I play very much like, I don't yeah. know. Like I pl- I've always played games from an aesthetic standpoint, like character design. Like I like, if I like the way a character looks or like something about the character, I'll, I normally pull on that character. Or like just one thing I like about War of the Visions is I like um, the theory crafting possibilities of war the visions like there's just a lot of depth you know like and i think we've talked about this before but like you have your main characters you have like three different sub jobs for the character you have um 
different gear they can equip, different espers they can equip on them, vision cards. And so like, you kind of really can come up with these really wank, uh, kind of wonky, not wanky, <laughs> wonky, uh, <laughs> I mean, all different, all different team right there. Sure, uh, sure, sure. There's a lot of people who do some wanking <laughs> some, for the visions. Some really wonky team comps. And so um, one team that I've been working on that I, I like a lot um, is it's like an anti-magic team where their magic cast, like they do magic damage, but magic slashing damage. And so like they have a class in War of the Visions they introduced called Rune Knight. And basically what they do is they do slashing attacks, but it's based off the magic stat. And so, and, and I don't know if you remember this, but a lot of mages in War of the Visions have magic resistance. Mm-hmm. So like, like in PvP, it doesn't make so much, it make, doesn't make a ton of sense oftentimes to have mages go against mages because they all have magic, magic resistance, right? So it's like they're counteracting each other. But these right. Rune Knights, they have the magic resistance of a mage, but they do slashing damage, which often mages are weak to. So I remember seeing they've released this, this character in Japan. And I was like, oh my gosh, that seems like such a cool idea. Like he'd be good against mages because he'd resist their damage, but then he would do slashing damage to them. Like, perfect. So like, I've got this kind of like weird theory craft team. I've been like running a PvP that's been fun. Um, I, um, there's, uh, so Christmas, the Chris, they're releasing Christmas units tomorrow. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, when War of the Visions came out, I don't know if you remember this, but like it came out like a month in Japan. It came out like a month before Christmas. So they got a Christmas banner. Yeah. That we never that. got they're, because they're it came out for us in March. <laughs> we didn't get any yeah. seasonal units until Halloween. Um, and so, uh, we're finally getting the Christmas units. They've been upgraded and widely they're not considered that good still. Like just because like, once again, foresight, we know kind of like what's coming down the pipeline. Once again, a lot of people just burnt all their stuff on Kane. I didn't cause I didn't care about four. Um, but a lot of people just burned on Kane, which is probably the better investment. And then there's like the, the basically the counter to Kane is coming up next. And that's apparently in this game. I think this, I don't know if this was so much into food, but I know in War of the Visions, oftentimes when a really powerful character comes out, it seems like the next in the next character too, like there's a character that comes out that seems to be have been designed to counter that overpowered character. Not so much into food because um, there's no PvP in Defu. So you're right. Yeah, I guess you so, don't yeah. need to counter. Yeah, I guess you know, not. There's... I guess not in Defu. Um yeah. but so like there's a mate there's a unit coming out in a couple months of mage who can dispel like guts actually like the only like normally dispel in in uh in war of the visions it can dispel certain effects but couldn't dispel the immortal spirit buff but there's a mage that's coming out that can do that and she's light element which counters kane's dark element and so like she it seems like she was basically um and then 10 you know the 10 collab came out at the one year anniversary and apparently yuna is just overpowered and they released Bahamut <laughs> as an esper and he's a double cost esper on if you remember like gilgamesh was a double cost unit yeah in, I do like, remember that. so they have the first double cost esper which is bahamut and like everybody's like oh man i'm saving all my vizier now for yuna bahamut but um i'm actually intrigued by both um and i won't i won't hog all the time talking about gacha games but i'm, I'm intrigued by these christmas units um one of them i don't know if you remember the um there was a dragoon in War of the Visions, Ramada. She was like the first kind of character that walked you through the tutorials. Yeah. So they, she's one of the Christmas units, and, and instead, so she was a like a dragoon or a um, trying to lancer, I think, are the two like War of the Visions spear users. But so now she's a soldier. So I don't know if you remember like Stern, Mont's brother, and War of the Visions was like a soldier. So he mm-hmm. and soldier sub ninja. So like he had a great sword, but he also would like shuriken. He also had like good movement and like evasion and stuff like that. So she's basically a water version of him. Um, which I never got stern until recently. And so I've never really been able to power him up, but I always liked, like, I liked Katone, that earth ninja who was sub soldier. Yeah. So she was like flipped. She was like ninja sub soldier. And so Ramad is like a soldier sub ninja. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in her. She's considered the worst of the two units actually. So I don't know, like I'm probably gonna do some pulling tomorrow on whatever banners come out. And she's the one I'll probably pull on her. I don't know how much I'll, I'll chase her. Um, but like Titus comes out with a 10 event in a couple, in like four months and he's water and he's free. 
So like, and, and, and a big thing nowadays with a lot of the RURs that come out is they have party mastery abilities based on element. So like when Titus comes out, he has actually a, a, a mastery ability that like buffs water attack and HP for the party. So any water unit in the so party. So if you make a water team basically. And you can stack those yeah. across units as long as it's not right. the same unit. So like if you're running like raids, you can have four Ramada, you know, four Tituses buffing each other. But, it, but like, so Ramada, like because these Christmas units are so late, they both get they're both getting these what are considered newer mastery abilities to kind of try to bring them a little bit up more to par of what more recent units have been and right. so she's getting a water mastery ability so i think it could be cool knowing that titus we're gonna get titus for free down the line and he seems pretty useful if i could pick her up like kind of like starting to think about what a water team would look like with multiple of these you know buffing abilities well um kind of just to give you a second give you i'll give you a chance here in a second but the other unit that's coming out tomorrow is um is i don't remember mastery who was like Mont's yeah. love interest. She was the other Christmas unit that JP got originally. And she is a Dragoon with sub Viking and Hunter or sub Ranger. And I don't know if you remember anything about Ranger or their abilities, yeah, but really. one of one of Ranger's abilities was Reflex. That was their counter ability, which was like the chance to 100% evade any attack. I don't know if you ever had that happen either, like when you attacked someone or like, I didn't really play enough to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I played so much on auto that even if it did yeah. happen, I probably didn't notice it. <laughs> yeah, so it's considered like probably the most powerful counter in the game. Like hunters, like, um, it's, it's like the best thing about being a hunter. Besides, like the other thing is sharpshoot, like the hundred percent range attack that that um hundred percent accuracy range attacks the hunters get. But like, um, not a lot of people have sub hunter and so the fact that she's like a melee attacker with it with like with a hunter sub and she can with reflex it's pretty impressive but she's also fire um element and i've like my favorite favorite character of the game right now is a fire element unit and so like she also has the mastery ability of buffing other fire units so all that being said i'm pretty excited about um about the banner that comes out tomorrow um and i'll probably be pulling on them but i mean yeah, i'm still enjoying the game i think uh I know you logged in not too long ago just to try to nab a four unit potentially. And I think you had some success potentially. Um, yeah, I did. I, uh, I got, well, I don't ever really see myself playing this game, <laughs> but I just can't, I'm just not, yeah. it's not interested. I don't blame it just you. doesn't do it for me you. for whatever yeah. reason. Um, I like a lot of things about it in theory, but actually playing it really just kind of bores me <laughs> to, to, be, to be quite frank. And maybe it's because I'm not as interested in the theory crafting. And, you know, if I got more into that, like, you know, it, it's one of those games where like, if, <clears throat> if I could only have one game yeah. to play, <laughs> like if I, if all the other games in the world were stripped <laughs> away and it's like, you gotta pick one game to really keep you occupied. It's a worthy choice. Cause there's, there's enough there that you, it could keep you very busy. But to only half-ass it is, uh, it just doesn't seem, it seems like you're just spinning your wheels. But I felt like my love for Final Fantasy IV is such that I was like, I at least got to go in and get those characters if I can. <clears throat> so I didn't care about Kane because Kane, I've never been one of my favorite characters. Um, he is, uh, he's fine. I have nothing against Kane, But uh, uh, Cecil and Rosa, on the other hand, are two of my favorite characters. So I, I got the free Cecil. And I dropped, uh, you know, I still had like 30-some K Vizior, um, you know, on my account, which I didn't realize. So I pulled, I don't know, 10 times, 9, 10 times, mm. and I finally got Rosa, um, which was cool. It took a long time to get her, and I got a number of other URs on the way, but... Um, <laughs> just uh, just random units right just yeah. random units yeah, i don't even remember i got 
I got somebody that you had liked. I forget. It was someone who, right when I kind of finished, you were. Was it the Catone, Viking? Uh, was it Catone? Or was it Yerma or, or Catone? Or... Yerma. Yerma. The Viking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because I remember, I was like, oh, Shy was, Shy had her and was doing yeah. some of their, when I kind of when I quit last. So, but I did get Rosa. I thought that was cool. But then, <laughs> then I logged out and that was it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'll probably never. Nice do anything with them but you know and like i'm sure i'll have missed the opportunity to actually get there yeah max them up yeah. make them good yeah. so i mean it was really strictly it was just like a collection a collection thing. and because i wanted to see what they you know what the the war of the visions um you know version of them looked like you yeah. know I thought, you know from an aesthetic point of view i thought that it'd be cool to see them in that art style and it was i liked it i thought they i thought they all looked good so but yeah that was Maybe the last time I boot up War of the Visions, I uh, I don't just I just don't see a reason to, you know. Yeah, and I I mean I totally understand where you're coming from. I think uh, you bring up a good point about being like your only game. I, I've often thought like, and I mean you're you know you're married, you have a house, you have you have pets, you have other you know I mean you have other yeah, things in your life. Lot, like right now, going on. yeah, I'm I'm single. Um, I live on myself. I think if I like had other commitments outside of work. I would probably drop <laughs> more business is probably one of the things that would immediately get dropped in my life. Right. Like it would just be like, well, yeah, I'm not for this game anymore. So, I mean, I'm very, I'm very aware of that personally, but that makes sense. Yeah. Well, how about what's going on in Defu these days? We've had some, some casual conversations on and off about it, but it sounds like you're, uh, you're tearing things up. Things are getting pretty intense. Yeah. I'm trying to decide what I want to do with lightning's burst weapon this, this month. Um, yeah. I saw, I've seen a bunch of YouTube things. Like, did it just, it just came out. Yeah, it's been it's uh, her events still going for another couple of days, and the way they do the burst weapons is so only main characters and main villains of a series get a burst weapon, um, and so the way it works is you've got it's very kind of a scheduled thing now. You've got every month you've got uh, a main characters event, which is usually like a raid event or a a uh, story chapter or something big it usually features six characters total that's where the the main characters ld and burst weapon debut mm -hmm. then you have a story chapter uh, not a story chapter a uh, lost chapter where somebody who came in an event previously returns for their permanent content on that banner it's usually three people it's a story chapter and two people but the main character whose burst weapon is active is also featured on that banner just their burst and they also have synergy. And then the final banner of the month is the new new character event. Um, and now that, I'm sorry, that's that happens twice a month. So it's three and then three. So you get two bursts and six events per month. All right. That's how it rolls. And you're so you're so each burst weapon character is synergy for the three events during the month. Right. Um, so investing in them makes a lot of sense especially because now they have challenge quests where you can only use the synergy characters and so so my strategy the past you know 10 banner 10 five months since first era began has been to invest heavily in the main character try to get their burst weapon get their full kit and use them to power my way through all all the sub quests and and in that way if i if i you know if i build up the main character, I've already got them as synergy. Usually I can find one or two other people that I've already got built to help me get through. And, you know, then I can kind of pick and choose who I want to invest in. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's worked very well so far. Um, 
with lightning though i don't have a desire to really pull on either of the secondary banners i had over i had a, over a thousand tickets which is like the max you can hold for the lightning banner and i spent like 900 of them and i couldn't get that damn burst weapon oh man which is i think on average like mm -hmm. mathematically i think it's a one percent chance or a 0.1 percent chance so something where i think you'd have to spend a thousand tickets to kind of have the a burst you know, like it's that's kind the of, rate it's on kind the burst, of a one basically. in a thousand so right. so it's not like i got incredibly unlucky um but i've gotten every burst weapon so far and i kind light and of course lightnings is one of the best um where i saw i've gotten a couple crappy ones and so like i'm trying to decide what i want to do with that there's there's a boat burst token shop where you earn these tokens so when you do the challenge quest if you can complete the challenge quest you get a burst token you can trade in 50 for a burst weapon of your choice any burst weapon that's ever been released um and so i'm at 45 mm. unfortunately out of 50 and so like i'm close to being able to get hers but i can't quite afford it and so I'm just trying to decide what I want to do. I mean, I have the resources where I can continue to pull. I don't really want to pity it, but. How expensive is it to pity a burst? Like, I don't remember. It's been a while since I played. I don't even remember um, how much it was to pity a. 25 pulls. Uh, and it was, was it 10? It's 100, 125,000 gems. Was it 15 pulls to pity like the normal yes, EXs? Correct. Right. 75K gems. Yeah. That's right. Right. So I've had to, I haven't actually officially had to pity any of them. I've basically pitied two that I got on either the 24th or 25th mm. pull. Um, yeah. So, which um, is unfortunate, but um, I still have plenty of resources. So I don't know. I'm trying to decide what I want to do with it. I'm kind of, I'm stalling. We get a free pull on the Reno banner that comes out, I think on Thursday. So um, I'll see if I luck into it there and then I'll make a decision if I want to. Um, like you can upgrade your Mog Pass um which gives you some burst tokens for like right. you know i think it's like an extra 20 bucks or something um or i could try to pull i wasn't going to pull on reno but maybe i will maybe i'll you know do like 10 pulls on him and which gets you to the book the free book um and see if i get it in that rate and then i don't know i have i have some decisions to make decisions so. to make and the thing is <clears throat> i don't really like lightning <laughs> Like, yeah. I, she's never been one of my favorite characters um i don't like her kid that much she's very powerful though and yeah. i unlike you i am a meta chaser in defu like that's kind of how i get by is i i want to have i'm not very good at the game um i you know people always say oh you don't need that much you need you don't need burst weapons they're optional no. but like yeah. They say that, but then like I can't beat the content generally unless I'm rolling. Yeah, I think a pretty stacked team. You should qualify your statement. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying about like the fact that you're not walking around saying like I could beat this without the best stuff in the game, which I think is kind of a ridiculous, you know, a lot of like it's like people walking, you know, guys walking down the street being like, hit me with that yeah. chain so I can handle it. Like I don't know, um, but like the other day you sent me the screenshot of you like clearing like the most difficult content in the game as far as did, like but, the tower mode so i mean i don't yeah, know like but i mean i've been pulling on the best characters it, for the last five I don't months think, so. i don't think that matters i think that Absolutely a lot of people are does. out there i think a lot of people, i mean whatever does. you're still in what the top like what was it like five percent of players in the game or something i think or, i was like, top 10 at that point i don't know I mean, what i am now yeah Maybe I so I, I think you give yourself too little credit um what um so there's so there's burst weapons now what like is there any like new like content in the game i mean i know they've been obviously still doing the different tower modes that got released when i was playing um yeah 
they they had those weird like um like what was what was it like the Abyss? they released yeah but like with like the different like parameters they had like the seven like the seven one that came out where you had like mm-hmm. is that like a thing do they have regular th- like versions of that that come out they've now had with, um... they've had two they've got the original mm-hmm. and they have abyss perfectum which mm-hmm. was much harder um and it required it was kind of like if you remember they had some of those events where like once you used a character it locked them out and so you couldn't mm-hmm. use the same character twice yeah. uh, within the event. It's it was like that where like for each floor, like there would be like four. I think I think it ranged from three unique stages up to six unique stages, mm-hmm. where you had to field different characters, but you still also had those parameters. So it got pretty hairy. Where it's like okay. not only do you need nine different characters three of them have to be black crystal and three of them have to be bow users. And it was just like, like it was tough. Like, and so they had some, some pretty solid limited time rewards for that. When that came out, it went for like a month. Um, and now it's still out there as permanent content, but if you wanted the limited time reward, yeah. you had to complete it in a month. And I really struggled. Like I barely got it done with like two or three days left to go. And I really had, it really pushed me uh, to the limits to be able to do it. And like, I had to, like I spent a lot of time on Reddit, like researching, like who did people use and like, who did I have that maybe I could use, but. I remember, I think when I quit, it was, I don't remember what banner was, but it was that Phoenix event, which was the type of event that you were talking oh, yeah. about where it was limited and like element based. Mm-hmm. I remember like I, to clear that I'd, I'd given up on it. And then like, I remember like the day before I'm like, you know, let's just give us a shot. And I spent like hours like within that last day, I'd like had the day. I think we were like, it was during COVID. So I had some time, like more time, like to like in between work or like um, in the evening, just to like quarantine to try it out. And I did, I knocked it out. But I was like, I don't know that I, this is what I want to be <laughs> like sitting here for like six that, or eight hours, like hammering my That head event was stuff. miserable though. Like um, that fight was really miserable. Yeah. All right. So Dimensions ends tier 17 is up to 28% of players. So right. I was pretty early at clearing it. That's why it was only 10% at the time. Yeah, and they all got power creep now, so they're able to really, you know, a little bit just, just demolish it. So. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, so. I mean, that's coming to an end soon. The summons are done. They're going to go to oh. so like the summon grind is over. They're going to go to divine summons at some point, which I don't know much about. You know, oh, it's man. just like anything else. Defu is just very. It's just kind of steady progression, steady, kind of more of the same. But it's been all right. Cool. Any 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 uh, sign of pain? pain improvements in the future no i haven't pain has not come back i don't even <laughs> know when she gets her level 80, level 80 they just released level 80 characters disappointing last week but yeah yeah no pain One hasn't has, thing to bring me back to the game <laughs> um yeah i i should um i'd be remiss if i didn't mention i've been playing uh a game called legends of idol idolon idolon um oh. It's, uh, I think I've talked a little bit on the main pod about idle skilling, which is a, oh, which yeah. is a little, uh, which is a little like, uh, uh, like progression game. It's, it's a free to play game where you like just build up your character and fight enemies and stuff. Um, it's, it's pretty simple, but it's pretty good. And uh, I've been playing it for a long time. I really enjoy it. I'm still playing it. But the creator of that created a new uh, MMO, idle MMO type game. Um, and it just came out, it came out uh, about a month ago. He's getting ready to, I think this week, there's another content update coming out. But uh, this guy just seems really cool. Like he's just one guy who makes these games and he uh, is got a very player friendly view 
of like microtransactions. Like there's a gem shop, but uh, most of it is just, you know, either cosmetics or, or like boosts and stuff, but not stuff like I've never felt really paywalled um, in, in either of the games that I've played of his. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I, it's cool to see like an individual person just kind of making their own games and who's doing it kind of out of the passion for wanting to. So uh, I wanted to shout him out. I, I know so many people listen to our podcast and um, <laughs> maybe he does. <laughs> this is, is going to be a, a real far reaching generator for him, but I figure I do my part. Uh, Idol legends of idol on um, check it out. It's free to play. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting game. Like it's, it's kind of a, it's got a little bit, I don't want to take you down the wrong oversell this shy. It reminds me a little bit of DFO. <laughs> Um, but it doesn't have you don't have like like the cool like actual like combat like i mean the food was like a fighter you know rpg's closing you like you don't have that but it's kind of like that's like that 2d there's with enemies that you that you kind of fight and farm and um there's a lot of kind of quest based stuff and crafting stuff and uh i mean it's pretty cool it's it's worth taking a look at the kind of um what do you call it the uh gimmick of the game i guess you would say is that like the idea is that you make multiple characters like Hmm. you unlock you start with one and then you unlock as you level up you unlock more and more characters and your characters are always working when you're not playing them so you set them to do something that's where that's where the idle part comes that like so like you might make a character that you want to be more of a miner to get you ores and you'll send him out and he'll be mining while you're playing a different character your miners idling at the at the mines building up your stature maybe like a galka or maybe like a galka um they're all like weird kind of shadow figures it's it's kind of it's kind of kind of strange wait like when they're out on an expedition or like all the time no all the time they're like oh dear you'd have to you'd you have nightmares about like, these about these no, characters no, no. shadow figures isn't the right <laughs> so like indistincts or... yes silhouettes is a good, is a good right. way they're like white right. silhouettes um and i think right now the only thing that you can change is your weapon <laughs> and your headpiece to uh-huh. give you unique features i assume i believe that probably more is coming start selling some skins if there's one thing that this guy like made clear when he was doing idle skilling is he continues to constantly just add new things add new things like he's constantly just doing content updates and like you can see that in idle skilling where it's like it started very small and then now it's like there's like a billion different things to do so um so that's my that's my plug for for Legends of Eidolon. I've been uh, it's still very early. It's only been out a month, and like clearly, um, it's still there's a lot of things in the works. So like I haven't even been playing it that heavily. Like it's not even enough to be like a main game for me. But I figured I'd give it a shout out. So anything else you want to say about, before we wrap it up for for today? Nothing, nothing specifically. Just uh, glad we got some time to talk about Gotcha Gaming here. Yeah, well, um, it was sad that Van couldn't be here with us. I was really oh. excited to talk about those movies. Um, so I uh, look forward to that next week, and hopefully you will too. If uh, if you liked uh, what we're doing here uh, as uh, on these out of focus pods, uh, you know, drop us a line. Uh, you can still reach us at the same places um, at Focus Target, Focus Target Podcast uh, on YouTube and on. Uh, uh, via email, uh, the Gmail account is focustargetpodcast at gmail.com. And so if you have out of focus uh, topic suggestions or if there's you know feedback for us on these, we'd love to hear from you and uh, you can reach us at the main site and we'll be back hopefully next week with, with uh, fingers crossed, we'll be back with our normally scheduled podcast programming. So, uh, you know, out of focus, this is Smiley. And as this is Shy and as always... 
cover us, Porkins. We're out. Yeah, so don't you think we shouldn't say that since that's darn it? That's a, that's a phobia Maybe not. We'll, thing. We'll I leave this we, in. Let's retake it. We need to. We need to. We'll we'll come up with something for out of focus. We need like All right. All right. we need like Look a camera to the next where we one. just we're Look just forward like, to the next one. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get it. One. We'll get it. We'll get there. All right. All right.